The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. We're going to start off today by spending some time in California. I know most of you would rather not, but that's where all the gun news seems to be coming out of today, or this week at least. Now, some of it is good news. Actually, almost all of it's good news. First thing, now, they had a, California decided that they didn't like gun stores. And because of the potential with the Omicron and pandemics and everything, that they were going to shut them down as part of lockdowns. And this was had been undergone already. So a lot of these stores have been shut down, locked down for, for weeks, for months. And now a federal court has finally come out and ruled that the lockdown of gun stores violates the Second Amendment and is hence illegal. So now all the gun stores in California can open back up and sell their wares because that is a violation of the Second Amendment to shut them down, which is great. Because maybe the courts are changing things up a little bit. That would be fantastic to have that kind of rulings come down more often in favor of guns and Second Amendment rights. But this has been going on since March 2020. So, and this now it's, you know, January 2022, so you finally get some some clarification on this. And it's funny because some of the, the gun stores were opening anyway for appointments and things like this and trying to exercise all the social distancing and things like that. But as soon as all the other stores started open, I think they probably just decided, you know, this is this is ridiculous. They can't force us to stop. But the court recognized the right of Los Angeles County gun stores to remain open during since the beginning of the pandemic. So hopefully this will be something that will continue and they won't try and do this again next time there's some sort of emergency. Because when do you need a gun? You need it in case of an emergency. You need it in case roving gangs of thugs are marauding around the streets, threatening families, threatening households. That's when you need a gun the most. A gun is kind of like a parachute. If you don't have it when you need it the first time, chances are you might not need it again. (laughs) So we'll have to see about that. But yeah, that's awesome that they ended up getting what they wanted and they have a they had a also this goes along with the closing down of worship places. And again, first amendment rights need to be protected here. And the Grace Community Church won a $400,000 settlement from Los Angeles County following a Supreme Court's ruling that some COVID-19 regulations could not apply to houses of worship. Because if you start shutting down places of worship, that violates the First Amendment. You shut down gun stores, that violates the Second Amendment. It's like the Constitution doesn't exist for these people in California. They want to rewrite the whole thing from top to bottom. So, and then the state of California also paid the church another $400,000. So they ended up getting $800,000 as a settlement when they tried to shut down their church, which is great. Because as far as the, the court ruling said, there is no circumstances that can cause a church to close. A, a church is only a building. But the fact that people have religious views and have to be counseled on religious matters to make them feel better... To live their lifestyle as they want to live it. This is something that cannot be violated. And the Second Amendment, obviously, shall not be infringed. It's as clear as it can be, as concise as it can be. 
and it should never be a question of being violated. So it's just it's so good to see the courts. Even in California, the courts are ruling against lockdowns of of gun stores, which is great because apparently. All the terrified elites in Beverly Hills are flocking to the only gun store in Beverly Hills as chaos grows. Now, if you haven't been following some of this, this is insane what they're allowing. I believe now California state law says unless it is over $950 in value, the police will not show up to write a report or do anything about it. And uh, it's just, it's crazy because, and these people in California voted for this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need to be more liberal. We don't need to prosecute criminals. Some of them are just, you know, trying to make a living, blah, blah, blah. But then, of course, when they bring that criminality to Beverly Hills, all the elites go up in arms. They get all upset. Oh, my God, what are they doing here? You allowed this to happen. You voted for it. You pushed for it. Now you have to suffer through the consequences. Do you see where the uh, store owner repriced all of his goods That's for right. $999? Well, he added $950 to every item in the store. Then if you went there to shop, he gave you coupons, if you were actually a shopper and not a thief, for $950 off any item. Yeah. So basically, whatever the price was, it was on there, plus $950. And he'd give you the $950 coupons to shop there. So anybody who stole anything from that store, whether it be a pack of gum or a soda, was stealing more than $950 of priced value. Which is, you know, hey, it's a loophole, but if it works, it works. And I don't know how successful it was, but you know what? Why take a, If you're a criminal, why take a risk with that one store that's doing that one thing? Go somewhere else and you can get away with it. Here, there's a good chance you won't get away with it. On a technicality, sure, but hey, American ingenuity at its finest. You want to make the, the limit that, that much? We'll make it just over that much to make sure anybody who steals anything from that store will be prosecuted. And that's just, I thought that was phenomenal. That was a great story. That we brought that up a couple of weeks ago. But in Beverly Hills, apparently, gun sales have gone off the charts. They are insane. They're, they're selling stuff as fast as they can. And why? Because the residents have now been facing smash and grab robberies. They've been facing Molotov cocktail attacks, stopping of traffic. And this is happening in the neighborhoods of Beverly Hills. The people who thought they were safe from this kind of behavior, they thought it only happened in the big city in, in Los Angeles County or in Los Angeles, the city limits. Well, any good thief is going to know, if I'm going to smash and grab stuff, if I'm going to steal, I'm going to go where the best stuff is. I'm not going to go where there's nothing to steal, nothing of value. I'm going to go where I can get the most value for my money if I'm going to steal stuff. Now, granted... Over $950 can get you arrested, but you know what? They weren't prosecuting these people. They weren't catching these people as they ran out of the store with bags full of goods. They couldn't even tell what they were stealing. But that's where it has been. I mean, have any of the uh, carry laws changed in uh, California? Not as far as I know. They tried to change the magazine laws, and there was a a brief reprieve from that for like a week, Freedom Week. They had Freedom Week in California for the magazine capacities. But no, they haven't changed any of the carrier laws. I believe there's still lawsuits pending because California is what they call a may-issue state, which means they either can issue based on their discretion, you know, and that can be whatever they want it to be. If they don't deem you needing, needing a carry gun, you won't probably get a permit. Usually if you know somebody... Or have a connection somehow or can prove your need somehow, which is ridiculous. Because since when do you have to prove your need to exercise a right? Could you imagine? Let's apply that to voting for a minute. 
You may say, well, why do you need to vote? Well, I just want to. It's like, oh, no, no. You have to tell us why you need to vote. And Biden's out there pushing some uh, equality in scam voting law or something like that where he wants everybody to be able to cheat. You know, it's crazy. A five-year-old needs a vaccine card to go into a cafe and have a cheeseburger, but someone can go vote with nothing more than their, you know, them saying who they are, and they have to be allowed to vote, which is ridiculous. It's just, it's getting crazy. I mean, it's, if anyone were to look at this from 20 years ago, they would see how nuts this is. But we're just letting it happen, and nobody seems to be arguing the point. People in California don't care. Everyone who wants these, quote-unquote, voting rights... They're voting against voter ID. They're voting against only voting once. They're voting against proving you're a citizen. In fact, every other country in the civilized world, you have to show an ID to vote. Very few will they let you just come and vote without showing who you are, where you live, and why you have the right to vote, if you even do have a right. It's like here, it's not in the Constitution. You have no right to vote. They can't discriminate against you if there is an election based on certain factors. But you have no right to vote in the Constitution. It's not in there anywhere. So before you go right to vote, there is no right to vote. Look it up. Research it. If you find otherwise, send me an email. Roger at americaswebradio.com. Tell me about this right to vote that you found in the Constitution because I'd love to see it. Just to be honest, when the Founding Fathers wrote our Constitution, (laughs) I have a feeling they did not think the common people were smart enough to understand what they were voting for and how to get, you know, and how to get election results. So that's something that has to be considered, too. Well, we still haven't figured it out. No, apparently not. Apparently, an illegal alien can walk over with no ID, no proof of who he is, and probably get a driver's license, a voting card, get food stamps, get uh, government assistance, with nothing more than showing up somewhere and signing some paperwork. It's, it's you know, and that's... And we, and we can't count votes. Apparently not. I mean, the lottery knows in like three hours who won when they sell millions and millions of tickets. They can tell who won, what store was pulled from, when it was sold, and we can't even count votes to see how many votes have come in. I just, you know, it's obviously there's cheating going on because they don't want to change it to where they can't cheat. No matter what side is doing it, they don't, they don't want to change the laws to eliminate the fraud. Because they're counting on the fraud to push elections a certain way. If elections were reasonable, if they were fair, if they were accurate, you'd probably see a big switch in the way people are voting. You'd probably see a, a huge difference in the votes that are counted. It would be Because there wouldn't be people voting 2, 3, 5, 17 times. We see reports of that coming out. There were over 300 people registered to one address at a city in Chicago, I believe. Now, that's a full house. Yeah, I mean, but there was obviously no way that many people could actually live there, but they all used that address. Apparently, somebody was signing up homeless people and using the same address for every single one of them, showing that as their address. And the thing is, they were getting IDs to vote or getting cards or getting registered to vote and then going out and voting by being given something to go vote. Here, I'll buy you a Happy Meal. Go vote for this guy. Okay. You know, and it was just, it's insane. They're actually allowing people to buy votes. And they can buy it for almost nothing. That's the thing. Most of these people, you just give them a hot meal, and they'll vote any way you tell them to. And most of them, a lot of them are not even eligible to vote. Some of them are felons. Some of them have criminal records. They're not supposed to be allowed to vote anyway. But, you know, if they vote the right way, certain parties don't care. The question on that is, okay, so I give you a Big Mac. 
How do I know you're going to vote that way anyway? Well, they like to, you know, befriend them, tell them that they need to do this. Oh, this yeah, will be well, good for that's you. That's fine, but when they go in to vote. They, they don't know. But most, most of the people they're dealing with are not very intelligent, and they'll do what they're told if they're given something for it. Oh, you're going to give me a cheeseburger? I'll do whatever you want. You know, I'll wash your windshield. I'll do some gardening. I'll vote. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. So, you know, it's just a matter of what people need and what they're willing to do to get it. And this is a very simple thing for most people to go vote a certain way in order to get something from people offering prizes or incentives to vote a certain way. I mean, it's got I imagine it's got to be illegal to try and give somebody in, an incentive to vote a certain way. I believe there's a law against that. Yeah. They're pro- I can't imagine there's not. Otherwise, people would just go around and buy votes. Here's five bucks. Vote like this, and I'll, I'll give you the other five bucks. That's exactly why they did away with drinking on the... <laughs> on voting day. So no one could take a bunch of drunk people to the voting booths and have them vote a certain way? Exactly. You know, I'll buy you a drink if you'll go vote for Sam. Woohoo! And, uh, <laughs> yep. That makes sense, that's though. That's why they closed down bars on, on election, election day. day. Ah, very good. I guess you could go with your own bottle and hand shots away or give drinks away, but there's probably a law against that, too. But would they enforce it? That's the thing. Yeah. So without they a liquor license. They don't enforce any other ones. Why would I know. they enforce that? They selectively enforce <laughs> the laws they want. Equality under the law has become something that's no longer available, no longer there. It doesn't matter anymore. Politicians are way above having equality under the law. You know, it was like I heard something the other day, and I, I totally, 100% agree with it, is it's not the cops. They're trying. They will arrest right. you. But they realize, what good is it to arrest you? When they have revolving doors on yeah. the jails... What's the point? They do all the paperwork, all the effort is put in, and then the politicians just let them walk. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But, you know, it's, Beyond. it seems like so many people are getting caught up in this ridiculous way of doing things. Like I said, there's that movie that was out years ago called Idiocracy, and it was supposed to be done as a satirical comedy. You watch it today, though, and you'll see a lot of the same things happening in real life from actual politicians and people who are in charge are using that as a guideline. It's scary to think we've devolved to that level. Or even George Orwell, 1984, Animal Farm, all these things are coming true. It's scary to think that this was supposed to be funny or satirical, and now it's becoming fact. It's actually happening. People have looked at this and said, hey, that's a good idea. Let's see if we can make that happen. And if the population is indoctrinated enough by the education system and not taught what they need to know, then they're open, they're clear slates for telling them whatever they need to do and the people in the schools will believe it and they'll go against what their parents say their relatives say because they've been told in school this is how it is and the schools are using this to their advantage to push certain politicians or policy into place which is crazy i mean it's hard to overcome that because when you're in school you're young you're easily influenced and you have respect for the people who are teaching you I think that's what's called Nazism and fascism <laughs> and communism. Yep. All, all three of those rolled into one is what we have in some of the education systems. In fact, a lot of the parents, when they find out about some of the stuff, they get enraged and they get mad and they try and change things. But unfortunately, too many parents are not involved enough in their kids' life to know what goes on in school. You know, this is... Uh <laughs> It's sort of like the red flag law, and it's sort of like, you know, during the... Yeah, right. Let's let's arrest somebody for something they might do. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's kids turning in their parents. 
My wow. dad owns three guns. My Yeah, you know, and the schools get them to admit all this stuff and give all this information away. Because, you know, every kid wants to be the center of attention when they're in school. So if they said, whose parents have guns in the house? Oh, come up and tell us about them. That guy's the center of attention for a few minutes, and that's exactly what they want. Of course, you know, adults do it to themselves a lot of times as well. Like the FBI going, you know, we need to update our facial recognition database. Hey, let's do a challenge on Facebook. Post a picture of yourself 10 years ago and a picture of yourself now so we can see the difference. Let's do the 10-year challenge. And you wouldn't believe how many people thought this was fun. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to post my picture because it was, you know, it was just a Facebook challenge. I want to play. I want to play the game. I want to be involved. And if you think about it, that's a perfect way for government agencies to update files with for facial recognition. Of course, there were a lot of good joke ones that were coming out. You know, the guy who was given the finger, and he said, me now, me 10 years ago. And it was the same finger on the same hand. <laughs> Or uh, what's his name, uh, Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner. Ten years ago, he was a man. Now he's a woman. <laughs> it's one of the biggest changes. Although it's funny, he came out this week speaking against um, non-biological females competing in female sports, which I thought was interesting. So he basically puts himself in the place where if he was going to compete, it would not be against other females, despite his identification he's placing on himself. So... I thought that was fascinating. He seems to be more conservative than you would think for someone who underwent the transformation he went. <laughs> of course, now I'd be scared to eat Wheaties for, for too long because it might change you. <laughs> I'm sure that they regret putting him on the box now. But anyway, so in California and Beverly Hills... I don't think Hills, Wheaties is going to use them anymore, huh? I don't know. Maybe they'll <laughs> think this is the woke thing to do. Get woke and go broke. I love seeing that, though, when these companies will get out there and decide they're going to be all inclusive, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and they end up just people turning away, closing their wallets, and going somewhere else. That's the best thing that you can do to vote on corporations who have gone woke. Vote with your wallet. Walk away. Don't spend the money with them. There's probably somebody who's competitive with a comparable product that doesn't have that attitude. And why not give the money to people who are going to appreciate it, have a more conservative or more reasonable attitude? I'm not saying trans people don't exist. I'm not saying they shouldn't be, have all the rights of everybody else. But if you're not a woman and you're competing in women's sports, that seems unfair. But, you know, it's only unfair to women because there's very few women that will jump into men's sports and try and, you know, take over the sport or do better against men than they will against other women. It's very one-sided. And you figure the women would be totally against this there's one lady that's there one person that's doing it oh yeah one woman one compete against well yeah i mean if they can i mean why not you know i mean i don't see any problem with that uh, that way but the other way it just seems so unfair to put men against women in women's sports and now a lot of women will be out there going oh no we can do anything a man can do i go but honestly biologically men are generally built for different things you can't deny that. I mean, yes, there are women who are as good as men in certain fields, but they're rare. Very rare and hard to come by, and it's not fair. It just isn't fair. So I don't know why the women would stand up and, you know, celebrate these people who are taking their recognition away from them to where women can't be recognized for selling sports because some guy's going to come along and put a wig on and do it better than they do it. You, you know, know, I... Well, you know my conservative beliefs, and uh, yes, I 
just don't think there's any place in it and the organizations should have taken a stand and put a stop to it to begin with but now there are yeah but there's discrimination all the time between men and women I mean, there are certain places where women pay less than men do or women have certain rights that men don't. Like they have a ladies' night where the women get drinks for free, men don't. I mean, is that discrimination? Could you sue a place for doing that? I don't know. If we had a legal opinion, that would be great on that. I mean, I guess you don't have to go there, but for them to discriminate based on sex seems like that should be illegal. And most, they, do, they do it to get more women in, so more men will come out right. and buy more drinks. And they don't question And nobody seems to question it, though. No. Or dress codes. Oh, a woman's allowed to wear a tank top, but a man is not. But, you know, got, a man has to wear a tie, but a woman doesn't. You know, at least there's some gender roles that are staying conservative. But it's funny, because if you push these legally, I bet you could probably get a lot of these things overturned, and they would not be able to allow men to have to wear a tie if they didn't force the same thing on women. <laughs> and by the way, these are not necessarily the opinions of America's web radio. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, throwing things out there to think about. I mean... It's just, I, you know, I personally think we've gone too far left, and... Well, yeah, I'm uh, trying to put this to the point of ridiculousness. It is. Obviously, women don't need to wear ties to get into a, a restaurant. And men, if they want to, you know, if they want to push for that, a jacket and a tie, to have a certain dress code, that should be fine. Of course, you know, if you want to argue with them, maybe they should back down a little bit. There was a guy in, I think, New York City, sued a couple of places because he was forced to wear a tie where women weren't. And he ended up winning, I think, several thousand dollars on each place he went to where they tried to force him to wear a tie. Well, you know, the, <laughs> I guess I go back to the real old times, but, you know, the sign in the window, shirt and shoes required? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't have a problem with that. No, of course you not. Know. Especially in restaurants, you want people to be dressed a little bit, I would yeah. think. But now, shirt and shoes required, could you go in with no pants on? <laughs> it doesn't say anything about pants. No, and I... And they started, you know, letting flip-flops in, obviously. So yeah, I wouldn't I, count them as shoes. But Well, you know, it depends on the situation, I guess. You go to McDonald's on the beach, yeah. you're not going to want to have to dress up just to walk no, into McDonald's no, and get a no. drink or a burger if you're at the beach anyway. Everybody out there is in beach clothing, so you have to en- enable you know, them to be more accommodating based on the environment that they're in. Yeah, and this is – I was listening to – I can't think of her name, a woman politician today was saying, you know, everybody hates the mandates. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, if for the most part, people can make up their own mind. You know, do you want to yes. wear the T-shirt or do you want to wear shorts? Or do you want to wear the mask? Yeah, or not. Or mask, yeah. And... Now, I'll tell you something I ran into in Georgia just last week. Went to the driver's license bureau with a friend of mine. She was going to take a driver's test. And she walked in and asked, oh, do you guys have any masks? She goes, and the lady at the driver's license bureau said, masks are optional now. You don't have to have them to come in this building and be here. And I thought that was great. I mean, you know, if you want to wear one, fine. Knock yourself up. You don't want to wear one or you don't have one, then don't wear it. No questions asked. They didn't uh, bother anybody about that. That was good. I know, and I thought, here we go. Maybe we're finally starting to ease up on some of these ridiculous requirements. 
And the CDC just came out last week saying the masks are useless. They don't do anything. That's what we've said. I know. Yeah. Well, if you've ever seen the equipment that uh, virologists use when they work in a lab with a dangerous virus compared to putting a piece of diaper in front of your face, it's, it's not even in the same ballpark. It is ridiculous. But yet some people won't go anywhere without that mask sucked cleanly on their face. Cause, I, oh still, my God. I still see them in the Kroger's parking lot. Oh, yeah. Just, just shake my head. You know? I see people in their car by themselves with their mask oh, on. Oh, yeah. I guess they just get used to it or feel like, oh, they, it gives them a false sense of protection. I think it's the worst thing. Kind of like the vaccines. As far as I'm concerned, it's a danger in that I hate the mask because they'll ooch up and get too close to my eyes you know? right or you yeah. breathe out and all the the your yeah. mouth breath goes right into your eyes and your mouth is full of bacteria yep. you want all those bacteria blowing into your eyes that's terrible i mean it probably causes more damage wearing a mask eight hours a day than it does not wearing it less mm. chance of infection or any kind of other things you're breathing your I'm own sure. breath all the time it's ridiculous but you know yet still they're able to do this even though there's no constitutional right to say they can you know, it doesn't say... Now, granted, private businesses can ask for what they want, I believe. By the way, where's your mask? Yeah, it's in my pocket. <laughs> I have one just in case. The only place I wear one now is if I go to a doctor's office, I'll put one on because they're requiring it there. Cause well, no, 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 that, but that's where you pick up everything anyway. Right, that's where everybody is sick waiting to get help. So that would be the one place where it might do a little bit of good. I don't know. It was funny because they showed a guy who was smoking. He takes a cigarette smoke, puts his mask on and breathes out, and the smoke is everywhere. It didn't, no, it didn't stop anything. It just doesn't. Or you see somebody sneeze with a mask on in slow motion. Huh. Everything's blowing everywhere. There's no, it's not stopping anything. It's just redirecting it, throwing it into the air. Well, like our doctors pointed out, you're trying to keep a pen... In a five-inch hole. Yeah, know? it's like you're trying to keep mosquitoes um, out with a chain-link fence. Yeah. <laughs> the viruses are so small. If you can breathe through that mask directly, then you're not going to stop any virus from getting through there. Now, if someone is coughing up all kinds of crap or spraying stuff, it might help a little bit there. But if you're not coughing, if you're not sick, it's not going to make any difference if you're wearing a mask or not. But yet people have become so indoctrinated, so uh, um, brainwashed into thinking they have to do it that they just do it all the time now. It's crazy. And the thing is, a lot of these people love the idea of a mask because it, it hides their face. I bet burglars or robbers had a great time with this because they say, oh, you wear a hoodie and a mask, they can't see anything. Unless they found the person on the other side without a mask but with a gun. Yeah, exactly. Well, they could always shut them down that way. But if they didn't, they could hide themselves so easily now. It's so easy to get away with robbery because... Walking in with a mask on doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad guy anymore. It used to. Now it's like, oh, everybody wears one, or a lot of people wear one just for the hell of it. Then I think we ought to shoot them first and find out later whether they're good or bad. Right, or have a sign on the door. If you wear a mask under here, we're going to assume you're here to rob us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take off your stupid mask before you walk in here, or we will assume you're here to do harm. It's like uh, the barbecue place I went to. They had a saying, we serve pork, we serve beef. He goes, but we do not serve sheep, so take the stupid mask off. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, back to uh, locked and loaded. I have a, oh, yeah, yeah. a friend that you know, uh, you know who I'm talking about, uh, James Dunce, that uh, decided he had all of the material, so 
he devoted himself this past week to uh, loading, reloading. Oh, yeah, there you go. It takes uh, time, but it saves money most of the time. Yeah, well, he wasn't worried about the saving of the money. He just had all the stuff. All the components, yeah. And it was all over the place, and he decided, you know, there's two ways I can get rid of it. Toss it or (laughs) use it, so... Use it would be the number one choice, I yeah. would think. And so I was kidding him about, and I'll I'll ask you where where it is. I was asking him if if he was uh, numbering each shell that he made, having and, it. Well, that's a stupid. That's just you don't have to number the shells. The gun has to be able to imprint a unique identifier onto the shell when it's fired. That's well, what California is requiring. I thought they were trying to get. Uh, shell manufacturers to uh, oh that I don't I haven't heard that one yet I don't I wouldn't doubt it for a minute yeah I would I wouldn't doubt that for a minute but a lot of states don't keep track of who buys ammo so they'd have a hard time tracking it back to the original owner but the guns they keep track of who owns them in most states and they're not supposed to keep a gun registry suppose as I know in Georgia at least you buy a gun from a local shop. They will keep the paperwork until they either shut down, go out of business, and then the feds are supposed to come get it. But I understand a lot of floods and fires happen when these people get ready to shut these places down. Floods particularly, they're extremely dangerous. And all these this paperwork gets flooded and ruined completely. So be careful where you buy your guns from. You know, go to the local guy who's going to take care of things when he needs to. <laughs> I know, I shouldn't say that, but it's true. But still, and you're in Beverly Hills. It's, I, I just need to finish this story real quick. But this guy was one of the guns, the gun store, the gun store in Beverly Hills was saying, this morning I sold six shotguns in about an hour to people that say, I want a home defense shotgun. Come in, probably never had a gun before in their lives, but with what's going on, these people are just, they're, they're getting, they're getting scared finally. They're finally, they're real, they're paying the price for the way they voted. And he says he's got clients who are actors, film executives, wealthy business people all coming in. And that's ironic because in California, you usually don't see this because it's a liberal state. And they also have some of the strictest gun control in the country, and the residents are among the most vocal opponents of the Second Amendment. In California, all, a lot of the actors, a lot of the movie people are the most vocal opponents of gun rights. They don't think anybody's shown a gun. Of course, they want their bodyguards to have guns. They want their neighborhood security to have guns, but they don't want anybody else to have them. They don't think any individual should have them. If you can't afford armed security where you live, then you shouldn't have that. But, you know, it's like any elite. They expect different things for themselves than they expect for the general public. They put themselves on a pedestal above everybody else. I uh, was watching the news this weekend, or... (laughs) It's not news. I was watching mm-hmm. the garbage this weekend, and uh, I didn't. I haven't had a lot of respect for this person to begin with, reporter on Fox, and he's one of their new big heroes. Oh, really? But, um, I didn't much care for him to begin with. He's from Texas, and uh, is not a representative of Texas. That's for damn sure. But anyway. After the two cops were killed in Harlem, you know, I just, I, 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 I get so frustrated that I don't, it just forces me to have another beer, you know. 
But, <laughs> you know, here is supposedly an educated person, but again, he says... Yeah, you see people you in know, government positions that you think should be better educated. We have to have more gun regulations. <clears throat> New York has plenty of gun regulations, and, it, and you know, you and I have talked about this... Crime is soaring times. there. Yeah. How many? How many? How many times has a gun ever killed anybody? Well, only with somebody holding it or behind it. Yeah, it's exactly. the person behind it that controls but, it. It's a tool. That's all a gun is. Is a tool. Yeah, but a gun doesn't walk out of its drawer and go out and and uh, kill somebody. Yeah, but I mean, in California, like here, they're saying last week, Black Lives Matter rioters stormed Beverly Hills two days before Christmas. And they've been having crime sprees like this over and over and over again. And there's people who, uh, one guy they interviewed had a home security company, and his his clients are even asking about having armada of automated drones to hover over the, their mansion. And I thought, yeah, if you can afford that, that's great. But what are people supposed to do when they can't afford that? They're talking about having bulletproof glass installed in their homes, having state-of-the-art alarm systems, safe rooms, all kinds of things. Because they're concerned about their safety. But the thing is, if you don't have the money for all this, what are you supposed to do? You buy a gun and you defend yourself. You become your own first responder. All right. Oh, we have a special guest calling in. Mark the Shark from Reality Bites on Friday. Fridays, I believe, is the live broadcast of Reality Bites. A bite of reality. A bite of reality. Okay. Mark the Shark from Bite of Reality. Now, if we can just get them linked in here, we'll can be great. Can you turn up my volume? There you are. Now we can hear you. At least I can hear you. You, you turn up my volume a little so I can hear. That'll be good. Okay. Can you hear us That's now? up. How's it going there? It's going. I mean, I'm just wondering about all these things that I believe are illegal. Oh, I'm losing my... Uh, there it is. I'll turn off my audio. Yes, please. I can hear the delay. Technical uh, if difficulties. You can just turn up my audio. That would be fantastic. Can you not hear us now? You should be hearing us fine, Mark. Dave, I always hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hearing himself. You're like the voice in my head. Oh, your yeah. conscience. Uh, no, I'm. I'm not big enough to be anybody's conscience. Man, lawyers don't have conscience, so they just basically have voices in their head. Yeah. How does that go? Uh, nine voices in my head. No, no, ten voices in my head. Ten voices. Nine are talking to me, one just hums. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some bad news from New York. <laughs> more? What's more the bad news. How What's many, uh, how many more got killed? The second officer, um, Officer Wilbert Mara, Mora, I should say, passed away today. Oh, he was a victim of... knucklehead who ambushed both cops. Yeah. Now, Sean the McNeil, 47... Do they have them in custody yet, the guy who committed the crime? Well, he, he died. Okay. So. He was shot by a third officer. He's Finally done. Finally, justice served. Right. Yeah. You know, I just, you can't get enough out of the, the stupidity behind the whole system. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is, the guy had a Glock 45 with a 40-round circular mag. Yeah, so... Wouldn't that be illegal in New York? Of course it would be. I think anything over 10 rounds is illegal in New York. So I'm, I'm confused because if it's illegal, how did it happen? Well, because marijuana is illegal in New York, too, but yet you can still buy it, I bet, at any bus station. 
probably get it at any hookah store. Yeah, that too, maybe. I mean, it's just, yeah. Making it illegal doesn't do anything if you can't enforce the laws that are already there. That's so it, what you're saying, to clarify for the Biden administration, would be that criminals <laughs> don't follow gun laws. Well, that's what makes them criminals. That is, by definition, what a criminal is, someone who doesn't follow the law. So, it, in essence, then, if we took this a step further, for those of you who are in the Biden administration who might listen, is if you put another 30 gun laws on the books... How would that impact the criminal gun process? It's only going to affect law-abiding citizens. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Only law-abiding citizens care about laws. Criminals do not. Uh, you know, uh, Mark, it's like I was. we were just talking, uh, Roger and I were, that I heard on the news after the two cops had been shot. It, and this guy I've tried to like as a reporter on Fox... And I really don't care for him. Now he has his own show on, I don't know what nights. But anyway, uh, he's really not that good. And I'm sort of wondering about Fox at this point. But uh, he comes out with this statement. You know, he's sort of giving the news about the two uh, cops. And he says, we need more gun regulation. Maybe we need more cops with guns. How about we need more cops with guns? We need to give them better equipment. Yep. And more pay. How about we stop sending cops into ambushes? There's an idea for them, huh? Right. Well, Well, wait, here's a better idea. How about after the police arrest them, that our our Alvin Bragg prosecutor prosecutes them? Oh, that'll never happen. No no revolving doors on the jail cell. I mean, if you... It doesn't matter how many times you arrest someone if an hour after they're arrested, they're back on the street. Right, and they can do whatever they want again, and no one's going to, you know, and there's going to be nobody to stop them the next time. They may get arrested one time, but they may miss out on getting arrested the other two or three or five times. I mean, even in... you, You go back as far as Waukesha, Wisconsin, with that horrific... And it wasn't a car crash. It was a guy who killed people with a car. Yeah, he used it as a weapon. That guy had a rap sheet a mile long. How is yeah? And yet, he so could, every law on the books is useless if you don't enforce it. Yeah, and or if you can't, if people who from people who don't obey the law, well, you know, it, you know, when when the criminal is out of the courthouse faster than the cop is. There's obviously something right. Yeah, there's the, a problem. The cop has Listen, more paperwork than the like criminal does. If, if you want to get rid of drunk drivers, you don't take away all cars. Well, that That's would right. make sense. If you propose that, people would say, what? That's stupid. I don't... But yet, if you propose that in terms of guns... Oh yeah, it's all. It's all. Everybody's gone away because we have a few idiots. And by the way, I'm almost guaranteeing that after everyone else didn't have a weapon, the criminals would still have weapons. You think? Oh my goodness! Because let me tell you something. I could ship a hundred thousand crates of of weapons across the southern border, and they'd probably fly me around the country to deliver them. (laughs) Our federal government. Yeah, just an extension of Fast and Furious. The, the, The same reporter idiot. And I'm within a hair of mentioning his name, but I won't. But he made the point, well, for every gun we pick up in New York, five more come in. You know. So where's the enforcement there? Where's the way of stopping them? They, they don't see. Here's the, the real question is this. Is at what point in time. See, I was a big advocate, and I'm still an advocate, always have been. 
if you shoot a police officer and you're convicted of shooting a police officer, you're in jail for life without parole. Not oh. for 10 years, not for 5 years, not for a year. You're in jail for life without parole. End no, I don't agree with that. The they consequences ought to just have them. to be so horrific. I think they should find an oak tree. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another thing. You know, that had, a very de- that had a very deterring effect, I heard. Yeah, what about three the three strikes? I mean... Are they still enforcing any of that? Well, three strikes, four strikes, five strikes, you know, they, they can't count. <laughs> they make up their own baseball <laughs> game anyway. <laughs> if they count strikes the way they count ballots, we're all in trouble. Yeah, because yeah. you never know how many you're going to have. Oh, my goodness. That's you crazy. Know, I, I, but the good news out of New York is there is some sanity. There was a little bit of sanity. Uh, Governor Holcomb's um, mask, statewide mask mandate indoors was struck down. Oh, really? today. So now there's no mask mandate in anywhere well, in New York? there is no statewide mask mandate, but local, like New York City, can do whatever the you-know-what they want. Oh, I wonder if that will be something somebody could sue them for and set and, uh, and use precedent of the state shutting it down to push for cities to not be able to do it either. Well, it, it's, you know, the rationale that they use for this mask mandate thing is the same thing that they use for gun laws. You know, oh, yeah. everybody shouldn't have one. Or everyone should have one. Well, wait a second. First, they told you get vaccinated. You can't get the you can't get the disease. You can't get COVID. You can't transmit COVID. Everything will go back to normal. Well, now, wait, wait, wait. Well, That's not exactly correct. Sorry. Well, well. <laughs> you could you might get COVID, but it's only breakthroughs. But you can't transmit it. Everything's great. No, wait, 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 wait. Well. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you can get it. You can transmit it, just like if you weren't vaccinated. But now you have something plowing around in your bloodstream called mRNA, and we don't know yet what it's going to do. I'm still waiting. Ten years from now, when the the lawyers' ads come out, hey, have you or a family member taken a COVID vaccine? Were you exposed to the COVID vaccine? You may be entitled to <laughs> a large cash award. That's right. But the problem is, the if government you've gone to the CDC website under the emergency use doctrine. Nobody's responsible for anything bad that happens, including the federal government. Right, exactly. So you, you won't be able to sue for anything bad that happens. So they can inject you with anything, and nobody's taking responsibility for it. Right. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is where are and this is one of the failures of the Biden administration, which I'll talk about on my show on Friday, is. You you have monoclonal antibodies. You have actual treatments for the disease that no one's dealing with. No one's getting to the fact. And here's the other point. Now, I hear the FDA shut that down, monoclonal antibodies now. Uh, listen, the, the FDA is about as competent as the CDC. And, and that's Fauci. a real scary thought. I know. I mean, I think what we should all do is we should take all the people out of the NIH, the CDC, the FDA, put them into the military, and put all the military idiots into the FDA, the CDC, and the NIH. Be about the same thing. See how that works. Yeah, it couldn't be any worse than what we got now. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Incompetency is all over the place. It's like a disease. It's it's insane. You know, it's like who who left the top off the bag of idiots and <laughs> dropped it in Washington? <laughs> who said this is my circus and these are my monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> but they were talking about you know voting rights and and it's just it's funny because if anyone has read that voting rights bill, it's it has basically nothing a, really to do with voting rights. It's a voting cheating. It's a, a cheating voting bill. 
It enables oh, people it to cheat. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, what's wrong with having a show ID? What's wrong with only voting one time? What's wrong with being able to prove you're a citizen? These things are all not unreasonable requests for someone who's wanting to exercise. Well, brought to you by the same people that believe in you can use your arrest warrant as an illegal alien to get on a plane. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God, that's for real? You can use an arrest warrant to get on a plane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's your ID? <laughs> that's your ID. Uh, the TSA now accepts arrest warrants as ID to get on a plane in this country. Well, I guess it is a government form of ID in a sort of a way. <laughs> but I don't think it has a picture <clears throat> on it, does it? Nope. Oh, wow. my goodness. Now, so I'm a little confused here. If I want to get into the White House, can I use my arrest warrant to get in? I guess, you know, according to the law. Now, imagine being able to use your vaccine card to get in everywhere. Oh, no, I have a vaccine card. See, it's my ID. <laughs> Listen, you know, <laughs> to, to get anywhere in this country as an illegal alien or to get into this country, you don't need ID, you don't need a COVID test, you don't need anything. I know. Until they shut and down the southern border, I'm not buying into any of this other crap. Yeah, and and they'll fly you anywhere you want to go. I know that's the crazy part. And these cities and these states are saying, "No, we don't want these illegals here," and they're just dumping them. And you know, I, mean, and I heard a number off of uh, out of Florida that they have spent two billion dollars on these illegal aliens that have been shipped to their state for <sighs> housing, for food, for medical. Now, what's, is there any procedure or any pathway to try and ship these people back? Let them you come know, through proper I, channels? All I can tell you is if they're trying to follow the same pathway as they did in New York, which is in local elections now, illegal aliens, as long as they can show somehow that they have been in the, the city for 30 days, they can now vote. 30 days. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, Isn't that amazing? All right, man, we're going to have to take a quick break. Quarter of the hour coming up. We'll be right back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? 
If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded with my special guest, Mark the Shark, from A Bite of Reality on Friday at noon. Is that right? So, where, you know, where were we today? Well, I want to cover something real quick. There was a resident of Beverly Hills saying that her and her family are worried sick about being burglarized or murdered. They don't wear flashy jewelry. They keep a low profile. They don't drive the Bentley. They just take the SUV. And she goes, I've always been anti-gun. But right now I'm in the process of getting myself shooting lessons because I understand that there may be a need for me to know how to defend myself and my family. We are living in fear. She said the turning point was when her neighbor's home was firebombed with Molotov cocktails last year during a BLM protest. So imagine that. It takes that to get you to wake up to realize you can't depend on somebody else to be your own first responder. You need to do it. Well, it's the same thing you always say. Is You know, that argument is why have a smoke detector if you have firemen? Why have a fire extinguisher if you have a fire department? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's there's so just certain things. Cops can't be with you all the time. They can't. Well, no. You know, that's why I carry a gun because a cop is too heavy. <laughs> You know, it can't be with you all the time. But if there's no means to, I mean, mean, forget about going on the subway. You know, you might as well just play Russian roulette with your, you know, with your crossbow. (laughs) Oh, is it really that bad on the subways now? 9.30 a.m. in the morning, they they shoved that woman, Cho, off the platform and killed her. For no, and have they ever found Mm -hmm. that guy? Oh, yeah. They picked him up, and as he was doing the perp walk, he's yelling, yeah, he pushed her. Oh, geez. Yeah. And uh, didn't, wasn't there a copycat this past day or two? Oh, yeah. Listen, this is going to go on until people start realizing that broken windows, criminality, policing worked. you got to go back to the stop and frisk. you got to go back to broken. If somebody jumps over the turnstile, you think they're a good guy? Not necessarily. They're not a good guy. They're a guy who's going to do something stupid in the subway. And it, until we start realizing that, it's like this, the same thing as Dave said before. If you go out, cop arrest somebody, and the guy's out before the cop is done with the paperwork, there's something wrong with the right. system. Because that's, I mean, how else, and that's what's forcing, that's that's what's been driving the gun sales for the past two years. Since twenty end of 2019, beginning of 2020, gun sales have skyrocketed, prices have gone way up, ammo prices have skyrocketed, and shortages among every other thing is working too but the shortages among weapons and ammo has been driving people to pay ridiculous prices well see i'm see if i'm biden i'm blaming inflation on that yeah because people are buying more guns and ammo people are buying more guns ammo's going up there's a cost right there yeah it's well it's because people don't feel safe anymore they don't have the protection they used to they realize the police are not going to be there to stand between them and a potential criminal because they may get in trouble for shooting a criminal yeah, you know, it's, I mean, we should almost have where people have to wear T-shirts that identify them. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. like a warning shirt that says, I do dumb things. Well, you know, everybody does dumb things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, most people don't get caught, though. Right, yeah. You know, well. I was thinking earlier that, and I don't think we've ever talked about it, particularly on your show, Roger, but... Uh, 
you know this this damn thing like you're living with in New York, Mark. Uh, you can't go in a restaurant without showing your vaccine ID and your your uh, vaccine you port You've got to have a photo ID and a vaccine card to get into a restaurant. Now, okay, do, you well, just, do, you yeah. act, do you actually have to carry the card, or can you just have it on your phone, or how, how strict are they about that? Well, they have they have the uh, Excelsior Pass Plus, which kind of tells them there's a little QR code that it generates, oh, and it kind of okay. tells them that uh, you are the, you're the guy. But if you're from out of state and you have a picture of your vaccine card on your phone and you have your ID, I wonder if that would be enough to get you anywhere. I mean, but the the point the point being is that how is it that all this crap goes on? And the only thing I keep hearing is we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going. Nobody says we've done this. No one says it's well, illegal to do that. Before I was rudely interrupted, Mark. No. <laughs> Sorry, but we won't name names. If I could hear what you were saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> You know, can you imagine this? And in my opinion, polio was much more dangerous than uh, COVID. COVID has ever been. And not to say that, you know, folks haven't died and all of this. But the fact of the matter is, can you imagine back in the 50s making everybody carry a I've been vaccinated card? Yeah, that wouldn't have gone over well at all. Yeah, but, I mean, back then they trusted the government a little more because they were more trustworthy. Now, granted, they've still done many things to that point, which were highly illegal and highly questionable, but people still had more faith in the government back then than they do now. Now I think the faith in the government has fallen to all-time lows. They also had respect. Right. Well, they knew what respect was, and I think the sort of society has degraded so far at this point. Also, I think the government had respect for people at that point, too. Um, and they actually, for the most part, yeah. I think they actually had more respect and were actually looking out for the public's best interest. Now, I think it's gone all political. They just want to maintain extra power that they shouldn't have in the first place. And use Listen, I've, I've always said, if you put on your IRS tax form that you spent $40 million to get a job that pays <laughs> you 400000 a year for four years... I think you would be called in for an audit. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But yet, that goes on every four years and every two years and every six years, and we're okay with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a senator. I make $160,000 a year, but I spent $6 million to get the job. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, I took my boss out 7,000 times. I took the people out 700,000 times. So. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous that people. But, but you never ate when you took them out, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, never, never. wasn't wasn't my I was speaking. That's it. Yeah, That's I was right. speaking. I, was I had there. my mask on the whole time. I couldn't eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was there for it, the conversation. It's just kind of. I, I just cannot understand. <laughs> we run through the same thing here. This New York City mayor Adams. Okay, he's he's a retired cop. One would think that he would jump on the bandwagon right away. To support the police? Yeah. yeah he, he put a Nassau County, uh, I think her name is Seawall. He put a Nassau County uh, cop in the position of commissioner of police. But the third cog of this whole routine is the DA. Uh-huh. If you have a DA who's lame and who doesn't understand has that Harvard IQ with the Harvard ideology. 
and wants to make the criminals the victims. He feels bad for the criminals. Well, that's great. What about the victims, the actual victims? He doesn't feel bad for them, though, does he? No, no. There is no victim. The victim is the criminal. Yeah, that, see, those are the kind of people who have not suffered at the hands of a criminal. That's what it takes to turn a liberal into a conservative, one good mugging. And all of a sudden, everything comes into perspective. All of a sudden, you can see more clearly once you've been the victim of a serious, violent crime. And Look, I, it reminds me when Bloomberg used to run around the city saying that people shouldn't have guns while he had nine armed guards standing around him. Right. He had armed guards, armed security 24-7 around him, his house, his family, but nobody else. Well, he was an elitist. He, didn't, he, he thought the people were peasants, and he was a ruler. He did not believe the people had the same rights as he did. And people accepted this from him, which was, to me, completely ridiculous. I mean, they should have but, disarmed but the him first. The bottom line is always that the elites who are making these regulations and stupid rules are never touched by them. Right. It's like the Obamacare. None of the congressional members were forced to get into it. None of them were affected by the law they passed yeah, for the exempt. rest of the people. Yeah, they're exempt from it. Now, how can that be? How can equality under the law exist if you can't force the people who make the laws to live under them? That's the key to the whole problem. Right. Equality under the law doesn't exist anymore. Huh. But if okay. you put these activist judges in, you have the referee who's on the side of stupidity. Right. And the referee is just going to sit there and rule away on, you know, oh, this is great, this is great, this is great, when it's illegal as it can be half the time. It's, oh, it's so frustrating. All you right, know, well. I still, can't, I still can't understand why people don't understand that anti-gun sentiment and anti-gun regulations yeah. affect nothing in reality. All right. Well, we're going to have to wrap this up. Thanks for calling in, Mark. Appreciate it. You got it. Have Mark a great the Shark, week. Roger B., Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.